Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is back in session. With me, as always, is the man who might just, at this point, sell his marriage to Mephisto for a SNES classic, Mr. Drew Celestino. Oh, there's no need. I have one. <laughs> Pre-ordered. Though there is some uh, extenuating circumstances around it. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily trust. From everything I've heard, everything you and Alan have been talking about, I would be worried to trust pre-orders. But I know you. I know that there will be more than one pre-order should the opportunity present itself. If the opportunity presents itself, I will try to score another. And I just might, just might, uh, line up outside morning of just for that extra little security blanket. Because if you believe the rumor and hearsay, uh, for the whatever pre-orders, if you however you find the pre-orders for the SNES Classic lacking, because they have been fleeting and sold out like within seconds. Yes. Um, rumor is that stores are getting lots of stock for the day of. So if you wanted to get one day of, hopefully you will be able to. Hopefully. If you get there, you know... 7.30 p.m. the night before to start standing in line. We'll see. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, here we are again, sir. Let's start our opening statements. How was your week? I'm in hell. Uh, no, it's it's Buffalo. Well, it's, it's a figurative hell. <laughs> potato, potato. Well, there's that, too. I'm on, like, day 10 of this cold, dude. The one you were talking about last week? <clears throat> That's the one. It's It's still here. And it's uh, <laughs> it won't go away. Well, I mean that sucks, but might I say you wear it well? Oh well, to, to, I mean, to look at you, you would not think that you are sick. Oh, well, that's I'm just saying. I I take that as a compliment. I have felt better though. Uh, the sinuses have been nonstop for like a week now. Um, I'm blowing my nose at a torrent pace, and. Uh, Although today it's finally starting to subside a little, a little. And also today, uh, I'm finally starting to hack up some yummy, delicious green stuff. Yeah. But that's a good thing because yeah, that means it's breaking it up and getting it out of my system. So I hope one solid night of sleep tonight will uh, really set me on the path to recovery because this is getting real old. This yeah. is getting real old. Yeah. Um, people at work are like, dude, go home. But I haven't been able to go home because... Two reasons. One, I'm trying to save all my days for my, my big trip to Thailand. So I need to need my vacation time. I can't just go taking it willy-nilly. And uh, secondly, uh, a client hit us with an insane deadline that had to be fulfilled. And I am not one to pass the buck, as it were. So I'm soldiering forth and getting this stuff done. Those bastards. Because that's, you know, I get paid to work, not to not work. That's how I look at it anyway. So, uh, I'm okay. A week was well, other than this uh, insane cold, and as you can tell, I still sound terrible. Um, we did not do game night, because I went to Vermont on Friday evening. So, we had uh, Gwen, our Basset Hound Foster, who we love very, very much, had her for a whole two weeks, and if she didn't get a home in, you know, soon, she would have had one here. So, oh, we, we had to get her out of here. <laughs> Because <laughs> she was uh, a sweetheart. We loved one, her. One might say you are at canine capacity at this point. We are. We are. 
But, you know, it's, it's always room for one more, kind of, so... Yeah. I, I guess technically, yes, there is physical room in your house there for is, one there more. There is physical room in the house. <laughs> I mean, there's house, I, got, I got some square footage here. You got, you got some space. But uh, she got a home in Vermont, in Burlington, Vermont, just outside. And uh, we drove up Friday night. We left right after work, basically, um, after my mad dash scramble to get my SNES Classic pre-order with Walmart.com. And it wasn't flawless, by the way. There is still, mm-hmm. a, there is still a small quibble with this. Uh, Walmart decided to ship it to my old mailing address, where I no longer reside. And how long has it been since you've resided there? Oh, five, six years. So why would they have that address? They had it stored in their my account for some reason. Goes to show how long it's been since I've shopped at Walmart.com. Yeah, that's... True. But I was just clicking go, 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 because obviously yeah. these things tend to disappear. Then I get you. So unfortunately that happened. But uh, what they told me was as soon as I get my shipping number, you know, like tracking yeah. number, find out who the shipper is, contact them immediately, tell them to put a hold on it when it ships to them, to the carrier, Yeah, and I can pick it up with ID. With my, I did have ID with my old address on it, so they can do that. So I'm not worried. I should be, but I'm not. All right. If I have to go to my old house and threaten someone, I, I will. <laughs> Mark my words. Um. Anyway, I know the ins and outs of that place, so I can break in. Okay. Uh, went to Vermont that night. We actually stayed in uh, Saratoga Springs, New York, the first night, um, just because we had to break up the drive a little bit. It was a pretty lengthy drive out to Vermont. So we stayed in the hotel room with some friends. Uh, Tim and Lauren came with us. It was okay. pretty cool. And... Uh, Saturday morning, we got up fairly bright, fairly early, and uh, drove out to drop off Gwen, and she met her new family, her new owner, and he has another basset hound who he was very concerned that this dog was not going to like Gwen. As soon as Gwen saw him, she got super excited and like started trying to play with him and like doing the big chest bump with him, Yeah, and he loved her immediately, too, and like Aww. they hit it off real fast. That's so. great. Yeah, we we felt real good about it. Um, Jen thought she was going to cry relentlessly when they had to, you know, let Gwen go. But then she saw the two of them playing in the yard and stuff for like a half hour. We hung around just to kind yeah. of watch, and mm-hmm. they were like two peas in a pod. So it worked out really well. Gwen has a nice new home. We checked out downtown Burlington, which is right on a lake. It's beautiful college town, so pretty hip, uh, pretty happening. Coke um, factories uh, in Vermont. Well, Burlington. Burlington. Oh. I thought you said Coke factories. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hey, hey. It said Vermont, not Detroit. <laughs> Come on, Sal. <laughs> Tigers are playing. <laughs> Tonight. Tonight. Um, Never no Coke game. factories that I saw. But I uh, hit a couple breweries along the way. Um, unfortunately, we did not get to the one that I really wanted to go to, uh, that would being the Alchemist, who makes the infamous Hetty Topper. Uh, I did not come back with any Heady Topper, which is unfortunate because that is like the big Holy Grail beer, but you have to be at the brewery lined up at a certain time. It's like the SNES classic in a way. <laughs> and, you know, given the fact that we had to drop off a dog and, and make arrangements and whatnot, I, I will only jump through so many hoops for a yeah. good beer. And I've had this beer before. It is good. Dare I say, though, a little overrated. It's great. I mean, it's great. Yeah. But I'm not you know, putting life on hold to do all this stuff to get it. You would There's a con- lot of beer out there. You would consider this beer, in the, from the, what you're describing it to me, you would consider this beer in the same vein you, vein you consider Final Fantasy VII. It's a great role-playing game. 
it's not the greatest role playing game of all time. Uh, um, I guess that's that's it's not a, it's not a one to one comparison, but that's a fair take. Sure, I mean I enjoy the hell out of it. It is a great beer. Yeah, I'm, I would not disparage it in any in, it, in any way. But given its like given this hype factor, I mean, dude, I'm not gonna yeah, go yeah. line up outside at at, at, at seven a.m. They don't open till ten. I can't plug it in my TV. It's not worth freezing over. Yeah, kinda. So, I did manage to score quite a bit of other stuff from the Vermont area. Uh, Saturday, um, we ended up. What did we do Saturday? We woke up. We took. We took Gwen. That's right. Okay. After that, went to Burlington. Okay, catch, catching myself up here. That evening, we drove out to uh, Stowe, Vermont, which is about forty-five minutes to an hour outside of Burlington. Okay, Mountain Town. Mountain Town, uh, um, not quite like that. Although it is farmy, but it's also very uh, ski resorty. So bed and breakfasts, ski resorts, um, shops, cider mills, ski instructors. Uh, I didn't see any guys of named Chad in like full neon bodysuits, head of the ski patrol, trying to swindle the mountain away from the old owner, and only you and your ragtag bunch of friends are. There to stand in his way in in February probably sure okay well, <laughs> but in in August not so much uh, we stayed at a uh, mountain resort though for the night Jen got a really good price on it and it could accommodate four people two rooms and this whole this room is pretty baller this this hotel was pretty baller I would go back I would cool. definitely go back beautiful it's on, it was on a mountain looked out my balcony mountain whoa <laughs> look nature <laughs> so very pretty um. And then the Sunday before we came back, we ended up uh, just bouncing around Stowe a little bit. We hit uh, some really good uh, breakfast places. Um, hit a cider mill. Got yeah. the, yay! Cy- the girls go nuts for cider, dude. I don't care, but the girls go nuts for cider. Like standard cider or hard cider? Both. Okay. Both. I like cider in the fall. Well, in its proper time. It's almost there, so it's it felt right. Yeah. It felt right. Um, then we hit a couple another brewery on the way back. And uh, we came home, and it was a quite the lengthy drive, sir. No syrup. Yeah, I'm not a syrup guy either. Okay, but they had syrup at the at the mill, so not a you know. Oh, we went to the Ben and Jerry's factory as well. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the pictures on Facebook, and I saw you doing the old photo and the the frame thing where you stick your head through. I protested. Yeah, I could tell. The, I'm like, Drew didn't want to do that. Did my face give it away? You know what? If you were to tell me what the scenario was before you did it, before I saw the picture, I'd probably be like, you know what? Drew doesn't want to do that. That's right. I didn't. Because that's cheesy tour stuff. It is. Drew's not about that. No. Uh, it was kind of neat, though. But honestly, the, t- the tour consists of a little theater with... Uh, you go into a little theater where they show a video about the history of Ben and Jerry's. You go into a room where you can see both sides of the operation of whatever flavor they're making at that particular factory. Yeah. It's not that big. Okay. And then you exit to the, essentially, here's a free sample, exit through the gift shop. Took about a half hour, mm-hmm. if that. And this half hour costs? Four bucks a person. Oh, that's not bad. It wasn't bad. It was, it, was, it was cool. I learned some things about Ben & Jerry's. What's that? They're no longer, like, really an independent company. Well, I'd assume not. I, they're I assume, owned, they're owned I assume by, anything that is food on the market is owned by one of five companies. Well, they're, yeah, they're owned by a big, big, big 
company now and they have an independent board of directors but like you know they're not put it this way considering that they were born of vermont hippies and the culture of vermont dude vermont vermont just it's it's very granola just very hipster um, hipster or hippie it's kind of a blend Mm. the culture is very much both hipsters and hippies oh yeah yeah nice place to visit Hippies normally I get I get along with fine. They're all about the peace and love. The hipsters. I like the I like the ethos. Very but it gets a little nice. Yeah, I'm with you. Um anyway, that was something I knew that I learned. Like, oh, they're not quite the uh mom and pop shop that I thought they were anymore. They're they're big business now. They have So you're no longer ever buying Ben and Jerry's again? No, I I don't buy ice cream anyway, and I would still probably prefer to give it to them than like, I don't know, someone Who's a like big Perry's big ice cream? Whoever that is, Perry. Yeah, Perry's. Sure. Big ice cream. <laughs> big ice cream. Capital letters. <laughs> yeah, get my money. Big ice cream. You got, you got big pharma and you got big ice cream. Yeah, big ice cream. I don't trust big ice cream. <laughs> so, um, and then you know, likewise, the cider mill. They were they were independently owned because you know you're not. I'm not giving my money to big cider either. <laughs> So anyway, we left there, hit hit a brewery, got on the road, long drive, um, upstate New York, dude. Yeah, a lot of trees. Yeah, a lot of lakes that I didn't even know about. Yeah, pretty, there's, pretty, there's and whatnot. I think I saw one more than one too many Confederate flags hanging around. I'm just saying. Yeah, certain areas. I'm just saying certain areas. Um, but yeah, it's a very that was my drive. weekend when I went when I went to college. I went to college at. Uh, small uh, college right outside New York City called Nyack okay. College. And the drive there, even though there were quicker routes, I would usually take just the New York State Thruway the whole way there just because it's a nice, peaceful, lovely drive. This was back roads until we got to Syracuse, basically. So it was it was quite the windy, yeah. twisty, rural road. But we got to see some pretty lakes and whatnot, and it was it was neat. But I'm home now, and... It was good. Oh, and uh, we watched. Um, uh, uh, well, we watched the finals of the Cueto Cup last night uh, for Lucha Underground. Uh, that was kind of fun. Is is this next season going to be on Netflix? Eventually, I would assume. Okay, yeah, well, I don't. I, I'm not counting on season four. I'll tell you that right now. But that's okay because half the roster is gone now anyway. If you if you, if you follow the news, I, yeah, I saw somebody who I like on Facebook posted something about Sexy Star. Yeah, she kind of went into business for herself on somebody who didn't deserve it. Okay, yeah, it's not cool. What? I wouldn't count on Sexy Star getting too many bookings anymore. What happened? She decided she was going to dislocate someone's arm. Uh, oh, like. Just legitimately, be, just, for yeah, yes, for reals. Oh, as in it's a shoot, brother. Hmm. Yeah. So she's kind of blackballed from basically everywhere now. Wow. She's she's not a good person. That was kind of known before this. This was like the ultimate icing on the cake. Gotcha. So now you know that. Um, Knowing is half the battle. And also, I Roman Reigns puked all over himself in a promo battle with John Cena last night on Raw. Like literally, people? well, no, figuratively, but oh. you know, the two of them. I thought you weren't watching WWE. We do, anymore. we do what we call the thirty-minute RAW, where we DVR it, we watch the Witch Underground, and then we plow through RAW, fast-forwarding crap that we don't want to watch in the commercials, and then we just stop, oh, okay. to, skip to the good stuff. So this it was a hot segment, and you've probably seen it on Deadspin, and it made headlines because it was, you know, it was kind of fun. John Cena and Roman Reigns doing a contract signing, but you know, as those things go, they got to have their big promo battle where they talk crap about each other. Yeah. 
Roman Reigns is not in John Cena's league. Okay. He forgot his lines at, at one point, and John Cena seized the moment and basically obliterated him. Do they not like each other in real life? Nope. As in, as in, no, I mean, uh, I don't know, but it's not. There is no legitimate beef that I know of. Okay, but Roman is supposed to be the new guy. He's supposed yeah, to yeah. be the big. Ba- He's the new John Cena, which was part of the promo between these guys, basically. Yeah, and Cena made him look like a fool. And I think they wanted Roman to maybe you know rise up and use that to kind of get fired up and deliver his lines heated, and, and I think it was supposed to get him over, but he, oh, oh dear. <laughs> It was kind of sad, almost. <laughs> like it wasn't going well you already. Find yourself in the odd position of cheering for John Cena. It's been like that. It's kind of weird. It's been a weird year for John Cena. He's kind of come full circle to being like hated, hated, hated. Now he's kind of a darling because he's been around for so long, and like he's putting guys that we do like over. So now he's feuding with Roman, and it's just like I got to firmly back Cena here. I just, <laughs> I just have to. Yeah, Roman really. Uh, Oh dear! It was going poorly. He he was already kind of unconvincing, and then he like deer in headlights for a moment and stopped because he forgot his lines. And it was clear that he didn't know what to say. And Cena like 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 that. It was just and totally cut him down even more. Wow! It was pretty funny. That's funny. It was amusing. So yeah, WWE's uh, top top air quotes top guy that they've been spending years now trying to get over top men still. Is not getting over the the hoops they jump through for this guy. I, does he have pictures of somebody in a compromising? <laughs> well, it's not worth it. He's not worth it. I don't get it. Anyway, yeah, that's what's up. Hi, right, cool. how's, how's your week? My week. Um, let's see. Uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night, nothing really much happened. Didn't make it out for X Wing. Uh, Thursday night. Um, Friday night, uh, Alan and I had a game night. Turned out just being two of us. It's like a date night. Kind of. <laughs> not going to lie. I was tempted. Alan's a fine looking man. Um, no, uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We just uh, we played a game he got at uh, Gen Con yes. called Clank. As in Ratchet and Clank? Well, yeah, same wording, but not. It's not a Ratchet oh, okay. Clank game. Gotcha. Uh, lots of fun. Really fun. It's a, a deck building game combined with the dungeon exploration game. Okay. Uh, the the deck building mechanic is a fairly basic deck building mechanic, uh, but just the way they incorporate it with the dungeon exploring is is really cool. It's a lot of fun. I look forward to all of us getting a chance to play it. Really Really good. This game's been out for a while. A new version actually just came out this year. This game won a bunch of Game of the Year awards last year, so I was glad to be able to give it a shot. What else did we play? We played uh, Tiny Epic Galaxies. Nice. And played one other thing. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Don't remember it. The hell with it. <laughs> But no, it was a good time. Glad Alan was able to come. It was going to be originally like, you know, four or five people, but everyone else kind of bailed. Thanks, everyone else. No, it's <laughs> um, then Saturday was the big X-Wing tournament at the Buffalo ah. Marriott. Um, came in 10th. 10th? Uh, 17 people. Uh, in the juicy middle. Yeah. I went two and you two. You fly. You're a pilot. Yeah. I went two and two. <laughs> um, a lot of tough builds there. 
I uh, think it might be the last hurrah for my Wookiee build. Okay. Um, it's good. It's not great. It's a, a lot of people figured out how to kind of get around it from the get-go, and it was just kind of struggle from there. In the two matches I lost, um, the first match was it was really tough build, and I got down to a point where I might have been able to put myself in a position to win, but I zigged when I should have zagged, mm. and that was kind of it. Um, and pretty much the same, uh, the same thing happened with the second match I lost. I uh, just decided on one course of action that I probably shouldn't have and got stuck in between two ships and no good was going to come of that. So would you say in these tournaments now that you've, you know, you've, you've definitely taken to the game and you win some, lose some, and you've built different, you know, uh, formation squads. squads. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you learn anything from these losses? Are you kind of... Yes. So you're strategizing... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's And it's just... It's a really enjoyable community to be a part of. Um, like, there was the Assault Squadron from uh, Canada came down to partake in the tournament. They're a bunch of really great guys, really friendly, really open and whatnot. Um, you know, a lot of people from the regular Thursday night meetup I was I go to were there. It was just it was a really good time. It's a really cool, chill community of people. It skews a little bit older than the fighting that. game community. Um Did you whore the show? I didn't. You know what? I legitimately didn't have an opportunity to. Okay. We got to get like stuff to hand out. Why not? So I can bring, mm. bring the things like that. Business cards. Yeah. And it's also kind of hard to. American even though, psycho style. <laughs> even though we, bone pattern. we have occasional discussions about <laughs> X-Wing, it's kind of <laughs> hard to whore a, a comic book show too. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I w- wouldn't. I, I would definitely. Do they know we, that you talk about X-Wing on it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, something. It's, a foot, it's a foot in the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a really good time. Um, so, that was Saturday. Oh, Friday night when Julie was out picking up, uh, like, some random groceries one out. She also grabbed a copy of Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, I forgot. Damn it. Yep. I got to get out there and get that. Yeah. It's um, still really freaking awesome. I will do that. Better I- the second time around. Mainly because I could hear everything. Yeah, I was just going to say, I definitely have to get it, because when we saw it, the, th- the audio went we out the, at critical yeah, moments. The, the sound problems. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. And then Sunday, Julie had a bridal shower to go to, so I had kind of a daddy Sunday. Yes. And then what was... There's one other thing. I jot occasional notes for my week. Yeah, no, that was pretty much it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, which brings us to today. Yes. Today, joyous day, sir. Is it? It's it's new release day on the PlayStation Store. Oh. And Windjammers ah, yes. is in my possession. For the first time in my gaming life, I own a copy of Windjammers. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, Carl, you love this game so much. How come you never owned it previously? I was, I was going to say that. Two words. Okay. Neo Geo. Ah. Yes. That'll do it. Yes. How much was that system when it originally came out? It was like eight hundred dollars. It was a lot, it? and the cartridges were two fifty. Yeah, but they were arcade perfect. They were arcade perfect. But um, even even I, in all my spoiledness yeah. as a child, yeah, 
We we were not at that level. I see. Well, I mean, you know, he could have sold the USS flag for it, maybe. No, I was having too much fun not playing with it. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> just letting it sit there. Yeah. Spiting you years before I even knew the other kids with it. <laughs> Don't touch it. Can't be played. It can't be played. It's got a layer of dust on it. It's like it's like the guitar in, in Spinal Tap. No, no, don't don't touch it. Don't look it. Don't point at it. It can never be played. So yeah, that was my week. Uh dear listeners, faithful friends, loyal followers. If you'd like to tell us about your weeks, send us any questions, send us any comments to be read on the show, you can send them to the following locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash the Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. And you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's that being said, Drew, we do have some cross-examination this week. Let's do it. Starting out with Mr. Alan Waiters. Yeah, Dove. And uh, we kind of, Alan's, <laughs> Alan's questions and so many things I saw on social media the past two days, we do have an addendum to, I think it was, I think it was last week we said it was Jack Kirby's 100th birthday. It was not. It was actually there. It was yesterday. Okay. So. That's fine. We were well, Marvel was doing the covers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. We were ahead of the curve. Like we always are. So question for Carl and Drew. Jack Kirby's 100th birthday was last week. Do you think Kirby would still be recognized as one of the greatest inspirations to comic books, even if he didn't create new gods for DC because he co-created so many other characters with the great Stanley and Joe Simon? Is he the greatest comic book artist of all time? Ooh, um, I think he would still be held in the same regard. Absolutely. Uh, we're probably going to agree on this. Dude, the Marvel work speaks for itself. Yeah, the Marvel work definitely speaks for itself. It put him on the map in a big, bad way. It put Marvel on the map in a yeah. big His He's, style defined Marvel he comics. He is the co-creator of the Marvel Universe. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I think he, were he still alive and could have saw the uh, actualization of, of, of the movies and all that, I think he would be as recognized as Stanley. Yeah. It's only, I mean, it's hard. People give Stan a hard time because he's the face, but it's easy to be the face when you're the only one still alive. Yeah. Uh, it's um, unfortunately Jack died a long time ago and, uh, were he still with us, I think he would be definitely more known than he is and get the proper respect that he deserves. Yes. But comic fans know. And even if he never, even if he didn't create dark side, cause let's face it, when you, when you the comic, the cosmic DC stuff, think about its legacy in pop culture today, it's Dark Side. And, you know the yeah. other guys. The other guys are there. They're cool. Yeah, but Dark Side is the main. Attraction. Dark Side is kind of the general public knowledge. And right, right. Everyone else is kind of comic reader knowledge. Sure, and even amongst them, they're they're kind of they're they're definitely niche characters. Yeah, they're still obscure. Yeah, um, but the Marvel oh, dude, we 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 ran the we ran the gamut before. Yeah, name name Marvel character that came out in the sixties. Jack Kirby created it, co created it with 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 Stan. And the visuals that he put on the page defined Marvel Comics. Other artists had to copy Stan's style, or I'm sorry, Jack's style. Um, Jack Kirby's style was the house Marvel style, and it made them. Yeah. It made them. So he would definitely still be considered one of the greats. So part two of Alan's question, is he the greatest comic artist of all time? I think that's a very subjective question. It's totally it's subjective. All personal taste. I think if you're going to do a Mount Rushmore, he's on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Definitely. Um, um, but yeah, it's hard to say. 
greatest of all time. I mean, he... He's in the discussion. He's in the, he's, he's in the discussion. Easily in the discussion. He's easily on the Mount Rushmore. And like I just like we um, just said, talk about defining a company. I mean, yeah. that alone kind of gives him a leg up over a lot of guys in the discussion. He yeah. defined the Marvel House style. I mean, and and think about what Mar- what Marvel is today. I mean, yeah, he might be. He yeah. might be. He's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. All right. So, question for me. If there was a superhero sidekick draft, who would you pick besides Robin and why? Ooh. Um, if there was a superhero sidekick draft, I Robin would not be my first choice. Okay. Well, they seem kind of disposable, so. Uh, Bucky. I like not, it. Not so much classic Bucky, but kind Bru- of what. Brubaker Bucky? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Brubaker Bucky. Folks, if you haven't read the, the Brubaker Captain America, uh, you really need to yeah, do go that. back and do that. Do he, that. It was always said there are three characters in Marvel that are dead and stay dead. Uncle Ben, Gwen Stacy, and Bucky. And well, two out of three ain't as bad. Soon as, as soon as people heard Brubaker was going to bring back Bucky and resurrect him, oh. oh, the torches were lit and the pitchforks were out. Uh, sphincters were, were were tightening Yeah, everywhere. And what was your initial reaction to oh. that? You're a big Cap fan. When, when I heard about the news? Yeah. Don't you dare, sir. How dare you? You can't, Bucky. You can't, you can't bring Bucky back. He's one of the, he's one of the sacred deads. Then I read the story. Wow, that's pretty. It's pretty sweet. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. So he totally like retconned Bucky's character. Yeah. In that he made it so that yes, Bucky was this kid who was a kid sidekick and whatnot, but also he was an expertly trained government soldier uh, to do the dirty work. That he was Cap an assassin. Essentially, couldn't be seen doing. Yeah. Bucky so, was vicious. Yeah. So yeah, he he dirtied Bucky up a little bit, and then you attack know, on the story as when that when the plane or the the drone rocket that he was on, yeah, when it exploded, Bucky didn't die right away. He was found. Yep. And recovered by the Russians, who turned him into the Winter Soldier we know today. Yeah. So definitely, <laughs> uh, I would say you know Robin would probably be third. Third. Draft Who's order? second then? Um, probably like a, I might go for a speedster okay. for the utility right. of them. Sure. So maybe like, you know, impulse or kid flash, whatnot. All right. Heavy. All right. So Drew. Yeah. Which is worse? Uh Oh, having a cold during the summer. Uh, hello. The frustration of acquiring a SNES classic. Also feeling the wrath of Carl. Ooh. Watching Batman v Superman with director commentary, <laughs> bro, or pooping back and forth forever, <laughs> and then and then in parentheses he has forever. Oh, that's an inside baseball, kids. But but I, I promise it won't be gross. I promise. Go on YouTube and just search for poop back and forth forever. <laughs> It's from this. I forgot the name of the movie. There's. It's. It's. It's hilarious. That's all I can tell you. It's. It's hilarious. It's an amazing. It's an. And it's totally amazing. Okay. Um. The so worst. What's the worst? I, I, the wrath is pretty. Pretty unbearable, actually. I'm you, gonna go with the wrath. You haven't felt the wrath. Lot, I've seen though. it. I don't yeah, want I it. Mean, <laughs> you've had it once or twice. Yeah, it's not a good place to be. All right. It's not fun. Okay. The SNES Classic. I mean, there's a secondary market. This cold's going to subside, but that wrath, 
Jeez. I don't know, Batman vs Superman with director commentary. That's I mean, there's comedic gold in there somewhere. <laughs> I can hate watch that at least. <laughs> All right. Okay. The wrath is serious business. <laughs> Alan, thanks as always for your questions. Uh, now another uh, becoming a regular question asker, um, Adam. All right. Uh, sent him some sent us some questions. Questions for both of you. What is your most underrated holiday? And what are your favorite Buffalo things? Interesting. Underrated holiday. Underrated holiday. Are, are there any underrated holidays anymore? Mm. I feel like we've reached peak holiday. Yeah, I think as far as like underrated holiday, you're probably looking at something that, yeah, you kind of get a day off for. Well, like Halloween used to be like underrated, but now adults have like people our age have turned it into Christmas. So like yeah. it, it's not underrated anymore. Yeah. Um, Bastille Day. I, this is I, I, Arbor I, Day. I jest, but um, yeah, you know, holidays are holidays, man. They're- I think as if for strictly for the category of underrated holiday, I'm going to go with New Year's Day. The day. Because the revels are all done at night. They are. So the day, I mean, we, you know, you get the winter classic. You get, you know. I'm not working. I know yeah, that. I got, got the day, day off. off work, so I'm going to say New Year's Day. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback. That's a good call. Okay. What are our favorite buffalo things? Favorite buffalo things. See, this is the thing, folks. No matter where you live, I'm willing to bet that your town or city has stuff that you take for granted that everyone else thinks is cool. So there's probably a lot of stuff here in town that I take for granted that is actually kind of cool and I have to kind of take a step back and appreciate. Um, <coughs> Buffalo stuff that's cool. Dare I say our our growing brewing scene is very cool. Yes. Um, I would, I mean, I've, I, I try to travel as much as I can. I think our food in Buffalo is and I'm not just talking about pizza and chicken wings and, and beef on weck, okay? I'm saying food in general here. We eat good. Yeah, it's very easy to be fat here. We got I know, cause I we have all fat. ethnicities, authentic varieties of it all too. Like you know, we've had yeah. our, we, Buffalo has, has such a storied history. So we've got German population, Italian population, Greek population. Irish population. Name a population. We have it here, and there's authentic food you can get here very easily, and it's all really, really, yeah. really, really good. So I think our food and beer scene are both very top flight. The city itself, honestly, is uh, a little. You know, we're 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 up and coming. Canal side's yeah. beautiful, and I mm-hmm. I love going down there. I love seeing it starting to come to life. Um, we're definitely not where we were ten years ago. No, we're. No. I would. I would say, and granted, I'm a little, I'll admit, I'm a little biased. I love Buffalo, but I would say we are up and coming. We're up and coming, and I'm okay with that. Um, I've been waiting for that for like my entire adult life. Yeah. And my childhood, actually, when Buffalo was just kind of like still de- decreasing eh. in population. And the Super Bowl losses hurt. Sure, they did. Those, those had a long term psychological effect. Now I the, don't care about that anymore, though. I honestly, yeah. I just, whatever. Um, now now the, the populace as a whole has moved past that and is looking and moving forward. Sports populace, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the sports stuff. I think everything good, everything good that's happening here right now is not sports Sport, related. Yeah. It's it's no, everything else. Yeah, it's it's culture related. And it's it's going well. So yeah, outside listeners, uh, come on, give us give us a visit. We'll we'll show you around. 
Yeah, I think, and this is this is going to sound cheesy and sentimental, but I don't care. My favorite thing about Buffalo is the people. Wow. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's called the city of good neighbors. And you know when you see that? When people need help. Yeah. People step up around here to help others. Generally speaking. Like, if you're... If you're out front after a major snowfall shoveling your driveway and your neighbor has a snowblower, you know what? You might not talk to that neighbor throughout the entire rest of the year, but nine chances out of ten, they're going to come over and help you out. I snowblow my my neighbors. If I don't do the whole driveway, I at least get the foot done for them in their sidewalk. I do the sidewalk on my entire block. Okay, you're a little nice. Just because I have a really small driveway and a really big snowblower. Yeah. So, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. I, I appreciate that. So I just, I do my whole side of the street sidewalk you're, you're, up and down. You're all right there. Uh, but yeah, it's people. We got good people living here. You know, no place is perfect. We do have our share of, of douchebags, but for the most part, people here are great. Right. Drew. Yeah. Can you write and perform a song that speaks of your toy jealousy of Carl? <laughs> I understand that this will take longer and will wait patiently for the EP. I mean, I could. <laughs> Who's to say that I haven't been, you know, please, please, demoing things in my spare time? Please don't. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I might have some something in the works. Oh, my most heavy and brutal and 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 just you know hate filled thing ever written. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Wow. I'll, I'll listen to it from the from the deck of Mother Flag. <laughs> right. Carl, if you could choose being the grand champion of Street Fighter or the grand champion of X-Wing, which would you choose? The catch is, whichever you are the grand champion of, you can never play or own the other ever again. Oh. That's savage. That's a, that's a Sophie's choice. That, oh, man. X-Wing or Street? Oh, geez. Well, as far as, like, Grand Champion, that would I would equate that to winning Worlds in X-Wing or winning Evo in Street Fighter. Oh, man. Like, putting me in front of two kids and saying one of them's got to go. Like I said, it's Sophie's Choice. Um, you know what? I've had... 20 plus years with street fighter and being the grand champion of street fighter on the stage that that's currently on. Yeah. You know, that would be like live on ESPN two. That's that's pretty good. I would. Yeah. I would, I would choose street fighter and you could probably meet Kenny Omega. Probably me, Kenny Omega. Um, he ain't playing X-Wing. Yeah, because <laughs> X-Wing and me, we've only just begun. I've only been playing X-Wing since March. Um, so, yeah, that's... Yeah. That would be... Because that, I mean... Not to me... That would take a lot of work to be able to do that. Like, I, 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 You don't got to def- justify your choice. I think you're choosing wisely here. Yeah. 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 Three fighter. Amen. But, um, Ooh, that was a tough one. That, that was mean. <laughs> Took you by surprise there. Yeah, a little bit. All right. So our last question comes from Mr. Chris Taylor. All right. Dudes. Dudes. Last week you brought up Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. 
and I went back and revisited Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I had forgot about the battle mechanics change for several fighters in this versus the original Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Curious to know if that frustrated Carl as much as it did me, and also, what is your favorite Marvel fighting game? Um, I, I didn't really have a chance to be frustrated with it because I played uh, Marvel versus games casually at best. Um, I've never, even when I would go to like weekly meetups in the fighting game community, I never tried my hand at uh, the versus game there because being proficient in a versus game requires a level of like brain optimization and performance and skill that I will be the first to admit I'm just not capable of in a fighting game. If you've ever seen Mar- a Marvel versus game high level play, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Like three, four characters on the screen at the same time with assists and you're like, you're shooting up above the screen. And you don't see anything below you and just, it's it's a beautiful thing to behold and something that I'm just not capable of. That being said, I eager, eagerly wait the release of Dragon Ball Fighters, which looks to be even more insane than so yeah. All right. So yeah. Uh second question. I noticed they're releasing these Marvel Netflix shows on DVD. Outside of maybe collecting them like movies, does this mean eventually they'll remove them from the streaming service? And are there any special features on these DVDs we might want? You know, I don't know. I don't think there's a chance that they will remove them from the service. I think we see them on DVD because it's a chance for people who might want these shows and don't have Netflix to purchase the show. Yeah, yeah. Do we know? There's, I mean, who? there's a chance they could disappear someday. I would say 80, 20... 80% they stay, 20% they disappear. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Having spa- said that... Um, special features. Hmm. I think I'd like to see like a roundtable discussion with Daredevil creators and artists, writers, that, past, present, future. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. Um, I like when they do stuff like that. That's one of those. That's another one of those things where I know it exists, and I, I, I really feel like I should get that just to have it. Yeah. Um, even though I pay for Netflix, but just having a tangible... like Daredevil physical season thing. one and two. Yeah, we've discussed we got this that. Physical, yeah. owning... Yep. So, yeah, I'll have to remember to do that one of these days. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, Chris, thank you very much for your questions. That brings cross-examination to a close, which brings us to the case files, the news of the week. Uh, we <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you know something's it, burning, yeah. and we're going to get there eventually. <clears throat> Let's knock these two quickies out. All right. Like out of the box, and then we'll get to where we're going to spend the bulk of our time with. Sure. Uh, first off, a uh, new Punisher teaser released this week. Yes. Teaser esque. Uh, flashed images of cast members. Uh, yeah. And then, like, you know, scrambled release date, except for 2017, which we already knew. What'd you think? Uh, I'm ready. Let's just let's yeah. go. Let's get to it. Let's get. I'm guessing this November. That's the word. Yep. Uh, did you hear the other hot rumor? What's that? <coughs> Excuse me. Apparently, uh, it's there's speculation that another Marvel character will be showing up in the Punisher ooh, that ooh. we have not seen before. Ooh, 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 no ooh. one knows. Speculatory. <laughs> Do you want to hear the, the the leading contender amongst people who are discussing these things yes. on the internet?s Yes, Mister Mark Spector, aka Moon Knight. Ooh. 
Ooh. Rumor and innuendo. Don't, don't, yeah, don't take no, no, it as I fact. Got, I gotcha, I gotcha. But that's the leading rumor. I really want Ghost Rider in this world. <laughs> Is I that Agents really of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I really want, no, not that Ghost Rider. <laughs> I want Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. He could show up at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though. You ever know. All right. We'll see. Yeah. But no, Moon, I mean, Moon Knight. Hey, that, whoa. Deep cut there. That's, that's, a, that's a heck of a deep cut. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But yeah. that's what people are saying. Um, and today it was just released now, folks, if you are just taking Defenders one episode one week at a time, like me, potential little spoilerish stuff coming up here. So you may want to just like skip to, skip ahead five minutes or so. Uh, so potential spoiler in three, two, one, go. Uh, earlier today, uh, Entertainment Weekly released previews of an article they have coming up in the next issue of Luke Cage Season 2. Season 2 of Luke. And very surprised that they showed Misty proper with cybernetic arm. Yeah, I I was happy to see it, but I didn't know the context until you came over today and said, Defender spoiler. And I go, what? Because I haven't finished it yet. And uh, so I guess I guess I have lots to look forward to. Well, you kind of asked me, like, did she lose in the show? I was like, what the? <laughs> no answer that I gave at that point was going to, like, be convincing enough to make you think otherwise. It's fine. It's fine. I'll I'll I'll, I'll look forward to seeing that happen or, yeah. or not. But oh, yeah, you're Misty, just, you're just mean. You Misty with the arm. Happen? Yeah, Misty with the arm. Um, do you think it's Stark Tech, like in the comics? It, it kind of has to be, right? Does it? I mean, Rand Tech, maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Either way, she's got it. She's got it, and that's uh, that's really cool because, yeah, they've done the hand. Yeah, they're introducing some supernatural aspects, but that's a level I didn't think that they would go to on the show. Re- yeah, yeah. I'm just in the that world as a whole, I'm so, really glad they're going there. The scope is widening. Yeah, yeah, the scope is widening. All right, true. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Easy guy. Get the marshmallows. Oh, Jesus. Get the hot dogs. We're going back to the fire. I don't know if I would eat anything in a dumpster fire. Yeah, but. <laughs> that's true. Drew, it's, it's been a while since we've been properly in the dumpster fire because right. Wonder Woman threw, threw some smoldering on it. Yeah. yeah we, it kind of calmed it down a little bit. Definitely. But apparently, since we last recorded an episode, some executive in, D, in Warner Brothers and DC's offices went, guys guys we've got far too much positive momentum going here what can we do <laughs> pump the brakes to screw this up and get us back to where we were which is a dumpster fire cluster screw getting cold in here guys let's stoke the flames so what do they do let's what? just let's just dump it all out and then we'll go back over it piece by piece okay so this is what was announced this week from dc we got to catch up here because i'm still so, clear on some stuff solo joker movie origin story not starring Jared Leto. Joker, Harley Quinn, spinoff movie, potentially from Suicide Squad, stars unconfirmed. But supposed to be Margot Robbie and Jared Leto. Supposedly. Supposedly. Suicide Squad 2 has been fast-tracked. Oh, yeah. You got to get that going. Um, the Batman will not exist within the DC movie universe. Or will it? And? And for the cherry on top of the Sunday. 
Ben Affleck rumors abound that he has made the decision to leave the cow, leave yet another cowl behind. Oh boy. So much. Let's, uh, let's start at the top. A solo Joker movie origin story, not starring Jared Leto. Drew, tell me all the reasons this is a bad idea. Well, because there are so many. Okay, let's start small. Small, small reason why it's a bad idea. Yeah. When you have a cohesive brand and you're trying to do this whole universe thing. Yeah. Generally speaking, it can be a little confusing to audiences when people that you recognize in your little universe suddenly are different looking. Yep. And not played by the same people. Yep. It, it just say it. Oh, granted, Marvel pulled it off once. Marvel. Yeah, Marvel once. pulled it off once, twice, twice. Sorry, who was the second one? It was Rhodey everyone. And... Everyone forgets about oh Banner. Bruce Banner. Yeah. But having said that, yeah, the Joker's a little bit more of a higher higher profile than yes. War Machine or or the or Banner. Just yeah. just saying. Yeah, yeah. He's not window dressing. He's kind of a big deal. So that's kind of a bad call, right? Yeah. Now let's get to the bigger reason why it's a bad idea. Don't give the Joker an origin. No. Ever. I think... You know, here's, the th- here's what it is. I stand by the killing joke origin. <laughs> but, it, but it's unreliable. Intentionally. He even yeah. says it's unreliable. Yeah. We, we know the Red Hood fell into the vat of acid. That's enough. Anything before that, they're different origin stories out there choose what you will here's the thing when you've got someone that's really cool and people like because of their mystique and their mysterious origins why do you want to answer these questions you take away what is powerful about the character see lucas knows what's going on don't rob things like this of their power it didn't do anything good for wolverine in my opinion sorry and uh, see also Star Wars prequels. I don't need to know where stuff comes from. I just like cool stuff. Let me just like the cool stuff. Yeah, I mean... You're not helping anything by like giving it a source. There, and on top of that, there are certain villains that you can give their own movie to. Because at some point, because you're essentially turning a villain into a protagonist... And you have to be somewhat sympathetic towards protagonists to want to follow them on the journey of their story. Yeah. Some villains you can do that with. Not the Joker. You can't do that with the Joker. Well, to understand him is to is to humanize him, and that's not what he's yeah. about. He's, he's not... He's supposed to be unpredictable and crazy. Yeah. He's a force of nature. Yes. So that's... Yeah. Let's not do that, Warners. Yeah. That's stupid. No. All right, let's go to part two of that. Uh, Joker, Harley Excuse Quinn me. spinoff movie. Okay. I get doing a Harley film just because of the heat the character has. Yeah. I'm not saying I like it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's something I would go see, but I understand the business sense of it. Okay. It's a popular character. People have a genuine love for this character that's built up over the past 25 years. Harley's 25 this year. Yeah. I'm old. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, We're old. So 
And the character, even in her beginnings, was one of those villains that you can put in their own story and make them sympathetic and make them the hero of their own story and make it an interesting story. Sure. I get that. I could, I might, I might even be able to get a Joker Harley Quinn spinoff. Well, the way because then you've kind of got the antagonist and the protagonist. But that's not what they're selling it as. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's a love story, Carl. Of course it is. Because you know, we need more movies about abusive relationships. We got to paint those in a positive light. Yeah. Do they not? You, do, do, they, do the Warners not out, understand that part of the relationship that it's really destructive and bad? Yeah. If let me ask you this: If they came out and they didn't and they didn't announce this Joker solo origin movie, yeah, they just said we're doing a Joker Harley Quinn spinoff movie. We're going to do Mad Love, the original Bruce Tim Paul Dini Harley Quinn origin story. Yeah, yeah, no, still no, no. What, what if they said we have Bruce Tim Paul Dini involved? Still no. All right, works as a comic, works as an episode of an animated series, doesn't work as a feature. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and especially not in this movie universe. I don't want to see Jared Leto again. I don't want to see yeah. this. I, like, here, you know, and what his Joker okay. wasn't even here's, like here, super horrible. It was just the visual yeah. was so terrible. You know, dude, I'm at peak Leto. Can, can I just put that out there? <laughs> I'm seeing these trailers for Blade Runner, and I see him. I'm just like, I don't like you, dude. I don't like you. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't like this guy. Anyway, um. Nah, you know, so Marvel has a villain problem, right? That's that's the word. Marvel can't do villains very well. I wouldn't say it's a problem. I would say if you're gonna, it's a weak link. Would you say? That's, yeah, that's, if, the, if that's the wrap. If on you're the gonna, if you're gonna point a finger at a weak link in the chain, yes, the villains are. So, so Marvel has a cohesive juggernaut of of tightly interconnected and very fun and digestible movies. That's their movie, their movie universe that has something of a villain problem. So is Warner's just saying, you know what? We're doing the opposite. We're going to have a complete disaster of a cinematic universe where nothing makes any sense and all of our heroes are terrible, but let's start giving our villains movies because that works. It's like... It, they're like the bizarro world. You know what it is? You, you know what it is? When you were a kid, did you ever like, I don't know, do something or have something happen where you had like a, a large sum of money that you were not accustomed to having and just kind of went and just like spent it on crap. Yeah. 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 That's what this is. They got their large sum of money and credibility with wonder woman. And then they went, Hey, we got some momentum. It's a good credibility. Now let's do all this stuff. And then just pissed it all away. It's, it's seeming that way. That's feels like where it's going. All right, so this Batman situation, yeah. we gotta we gotta tread through it because where where did it land? Because it was like two three days of of people yeah. trying to figure this out. So first it so comes out that it was, Matt Matt Reeves, the director, said that uh, the Batman, <laughs> the the movies that the Batman standalone films that he's doing, he is doing, yes, um, will not be connected to Justice the, League or the whatever. DC movie universe. So that dropped. Okay. And then he went back and clarified. He said, it's still in the same universe. It's just not a story that's connected to those other stories. Okay, that's fair. 
I can see that. That's, I mean, if we're gonna we're if we're gonna tear down DC for what they're doing, and they're they're warning a lot of it. Um, it's only, it's only fair that we caught like there's, there's legit news and there's people making news out of what's not news. Okay. So okay. he said something, it was probably misinterpreted. He went back and clarified. And that makes sense. Yeah. It can be, there, it can just be a Batman movie that doesn't connect yeah. to other events. Yeah. It can take place in like perfect example. Um, winter soldier, winter soldier <laughs> took place in the Marvel universe didn't necessarily connect it had ramifications on other stories but it wasn't necessarily connected to the other stories not exact I, okay i'll go with you how about how about this how about ant-man yeah no yeah that's you probably, can watch that's better kind scenario. of without... or even guardians yeah yeah guardians like um, aside from infinity stones they have nothing to do with the other marvel films dr strange um Mm, nah, I think we're kind of getting closer to. I mean, he's he's pretty much out there too. He is out there, but like it's even like it's connected if you want. But otherwise, it's like this weird magical movie with this yeah, guy. Yeah, I think I think uh, Winter Soldier, Iron Man, and Guardians are the three. All right, prime examples. that's fair. Um, okay, so where does this leave Ben Affleck? Does anyone know? All right, so. <sighs> Going back to San Diego Comic-Con, Affleck said that he's in the role, he's not leaving the role, yada, yada. Then it came out, like, last week or a week or so ago that his brother, Casey Affleck, said he's leaving the role. Granted, this is Hollywood hearsay, but a lot of times these things kind of have a tendency of coming true. As we've discussed many, many times, I've always said that if Affleck leaves, that's the body blow. That's the thing that kind of ends this current incarnation of DC films. That was before Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman overperformed. So now, you know, Affleck can leave and it's still a body blow, but it's not necessarily the game ender that it was. It's not far from it. No, I'm not saying that, you know, let me put this it way. It ain't good, dude. It, your your hit points are at, are at 9,999. And then you get hit by an attack that does 9,800 damage. Okay, yeah. You're still alive, technically. You could maybe make a comeback. You better start casting some cure spells quick, because... DC, just sell Wonder Woman to Marvel. Just do that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. This, this is all very strange. I don't know what they're doing. And I don't think they do either. So... There's just no... There's no leadership over there. There's no, no. They need a Kevin Feige. Well, they need stupid a stupid Jeff Johns is supposed to be that, but I I don't think he is. Yeah, he's not. He's that as far as like a story guidance goes, but like executive making decisions. No, he's not that. Level. No, I don't think. Oh, another thing I saw today. Yeah, uh, Joss Whedon is being given a writer's credit on Justice League, which means he has contributed significant amount of material to warrant that. Yeah, they're remaking that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. If there's a Hollywood equivalent of a of a Chinese sweatshop where people work 24-7 with little or no breaks, it's probably being used for Justice League. Because they haven't changed release date. It's still coming out in November. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Wow. How? <laughs> oh, my God. It's two months away. Listen. A lot of mustache has to be digitally edited out. 
Um, oh, did you hear the irony of that, by the way? What's that? Tom Cruise broke his ankle on the set of Mission Impossible 6, so his production shut down for like two months. <laughs> Poor Henry Campbell still can't shave. Oh, man. What is happening? Just let Superman have the mustache. Just, just let him have the mustache. So, yeah, that, um, wow. All that in a week. I don't know what's that's happening. Like, that's like a year and a half worth of Marvel news. Can I, can I complain? DC does it in a week. I have a, uh, something else happened this week, too, um, and I want to complain about it. Okay. It's small. It's, it's stuff. Right. It's, no, this, no. Is, this is half joking. Yeah. Uh, did you see the picture of the wasp? I did. I don't like the new costume. They should have kept the one that they had at the end of uh, Ant-Man. They didn't even show the complete costume. It's, she's got the bodysuit on. It's a different bodysuit. Yeah, but you don't see here. the helmet, the gloves, the wings. I, I, I don't like the new... I don't like it. I don't like yeah, it. Wait till you see it on screen. I like stuff that's different. We know, Drew. We know. I didn't even see the first one on, on screen, for, except for the little tease. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. I just... Yeah. It, it, it didn't look quite as cool. If you're gonna, if you're gonna tell me every time I complain about Spider Man, just wait, it'll be fine. I you know. know. Guess what? I know. Just wait, it'll be. It's fine. Marvel. It'll be fine. Yeah. Of course, it will be. They know what they're doing. So yeah, um, I think that's pretty much all the uh, news for the week. I think uh, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, I hope we're probably forgetting something, but we'll we'll, we'll cut it off there. Yeah, Game of Thrones ended. I yeah. My, my son will be three before we get this the final season. Your son will be dead before they finish the books. <laughs> well, I think HBO just ponied up the money to get the ending before they released it in the books. Because HBO had some of the readers of the books and all the television fans. They wanted all the fans. So how do you do that? How do you give people who just want to read the books and don't want to know what happens in television show? How do you get them to watch television show? You give them you what the they gun. won't get in the books because the books won't come out. You drive that big old HBO dump truck full of money up to, you know, J, whatever, J.R. George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. Um, drive it up to his house. Hope he doesn't kill you and <laughs> dump it off there and say, hold, off, hold off on the book until, until we're done with the series. Fascinating. Yep. Not my scene, man. No, I know. Which has always surprised me that you're not a you're not a dragons and wizards type of guy. I'm a sci fi kind of guy, with the exception of Zelda. That's the only exception, yeah. honestly. That is, and I, I can't explain that. It's just that's just the lone, the lone exception to my fan. Yeah. I'm, I'm generally not into fantasy. It's just not my thing. Okay, or unless it's a fantasy of a final, right? Even then, yeah, it's got to be a particular Final Fantasy. Yeah. All right. So yeah. But you show me spaceships, and I'm okay. Let's talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. All right, alrighty, ready? Time to uh, time to rustle. Look, look, Carl. Oh, look at that! You're back and proper. Doesn't back feel, doesn't feel good to kill that tree. I didn't. No, <laughs> Vermont is running off on me. <laughs> I can't feel bad now. All right, time for us to break down another episode of Defenders. And we are at episode two, which is entitled Mean Right Hook. Okay. So now you still are just on episode two of Defenders. You haven't gone forward at all. No. I am. Uh, I, I, I did not have time to do anything more than this episode. All right. So this is all still new to me. Which, I mean, I, I, it's going to be interesting to get that perspective. I look forward to it. All right. So we start off with the uh, the aftermath of the earthquake. Yes. 
Uh, Matt is perched atop a roof like you do. Like he does. Well, Um, just kind of listening and all I could say is, you know, Matt, do something. Yeah. Which, thank God, he does. He finally gets his button gear. He goes and breaks up uh, looting. Actually, he protects the looters because there were just some kids and they were going to get shot. Pivotal moment in this scene, though. Yeah. The guy who Matt just subdued asks, who are you? Yes. Now, you can just look on the surface and say, the guy's just asking who just showed up and kicked his butt. This is a much deeper question that Matt's going to struggle with for some time in this series. Uh, well, that's that's a bummer because, you know, I thought we established who he was. But. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then we have that whole scene in Josie's later when he's meeting up with Foggy, and th- I didn't like that scene. I don't like how, and I think we discussed this in the last episode, I don't like how Matt is treating Daredevil as, like, this bad thing. I thought we. I thought the point of season two was him embracing it outright. So did, did we just forget all that? Like I get that the loss of Electra is a big thing. Yeah, but like we said last week, you know, this has happened to superheroes before, and even in Daredevil in the comics, and you, yeah, you you get knocked down, you you sting for a little bit, but eventually you get up off the mat and get to it. Boxing analogy intended. Yes. Also, I really hate Foggy's haircut. Come on, Foggy cleans up nice. I'm not. I'm not feeling it, man. This, this is this is this is slime ball Foggy. I don't like it. Marcy likes him slicked. I guess, he, but because he, he gets to see Marcy, he does naked, naked. <laughs> I, I saw that. I, I saw that in the episode. Uh, and he's kind of and he's like Hogarth's lackey. Like what? I don't think he's necessarily lackey. He's just an employee. He's, he's, and Hogarth has always been... He's getting bossed around. Hogarth has always been established as being very calculated and very measured. Oh, yes. That's for sure. Between Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and... And she gets some FaceTime here yeah. um, in this episode. She Again, she's very prescient and knows a lot that yes. we don't know yet. And she At least wants, she seems to. She wants Jessica off this case that she's suddenly found herself hit yeah. in. Do we find... Well, I guess we'll find out why. But this episode is interesting because it, it seems like oh, there's a lot of characters in this episode that know more than I do right now. <laughs> yeah. Hogarth is doing stuff. What does she know that I don't know? That- well, I think it all spans out from what Jessica found in the apartment. The C4. Because like FBI, Homeland, all this stuff's right. getting involved. Sure. Because so Jessica is probably still associated with the firm. And Hogarth clearly doesn't want any of that. Any blowback? On the okay, firm. that's fair. Um, Alexandra knows a lot of stuff. Yes. Well, we're getting to, we get inklings in this episode that Alexandra, um, probably looks very good for her age. Is that what that means? There, there are some hints there, I guess. I'm not there. I'm trying to take this from perspective of someone who hasn't seen the entire series. So it's not spoiling anything for you or any of our listeners. Well, but she they did alluded mention- to it very heavily because the way she discusses, uh, Brahms, Brahms and, and Beethoven, Mozart and Beethoven, Mozart, yeah. the the syntax of the conversation is personal. It's as if she's speaking from having experiences with these people. And then she kind of says useless knowledge, things you pick up, things like that. So she says a line like that. Oh, it's just stuff you pick up along the yeah. way or something like that. So, okay, that's interesting. Um, but if that's the case, how come she's dying? I guess we'll find out, won't we? I guess we will. 
fair enough. She's mysterious. Also, I just have to point out the thing with Alexandra in this episode. I get it. We're not dealing in like, you know, there's there's some broad strokes being painted in some of this stuff in, ter- in terms of characterization. But we have a high society villain. And naturally, this high society rich villain isn't the stuff like classical music and quartets and okay. philharmonics. It's just very... That's an easy. That's an easy one. You see that a lot. It's yeah. Dare, it's, dare I say it's a trope? Uh, it's easy, but at the same time, it also shows her level of influence. Because even like high society rich people's don't always necessarily warrant a private concert by members of the New York Philharmonic. Curveball. Okay. My villain, my rich eccentric villain, who has all this money and whatnot. He gets a private Metallica concert. <laughs> okay, let's 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 br- let's buck would, some trends. Would Metallica here. do a private show like that? Well, audience of one, one, no. Uh, they did do a show for uh, Salesforce, though. What Salesforce? Salesforce is a software company. They make uh, they make uh, project management and communication software so it's a it's a big deal it's yeah. a lot of companies use it it's a big company major outfit in san francisco and uh members of the band are good friends with the founder of the company so they did a show for the company all right and you know friends not gonna hold that against them doing I, a if there was solid. no if it was strictly cash i'd be a little upset but they are there's there's ties there so okay See, if I had money like that, if I had power and influence like that, you know what I'd do? This shows just how much I'd like you. Oh, yeah? I wouldn't get you a private Metallica show. I'd arrange it so the long, cold, dark could open for Metallica. Ah! Because I think that would mean more to you than a private Metallica show. Well, yeah, I could I could bank on that. I could, I could <laughs> upward trajectory. The, the concert I watch, but opening, I get to open people's eyes to what I'm doing, there which may go. or not be very good, but hey, you know what? They might like it. So... We have um, we have a, a scene where uh, Misty meets Jessica Jones. This is what this is, this is part of the fun of this series when you get these characters from other series meeting characters from other series for the first time. And yeah, you're like, ah. I mean, we got the big one at the end of this episode, obviously. Well, the last but, like, episode it's was these little ones too. Yeah, the last episode was basically getting caught up with everybody. Yeah, this is the episode where everyone starts meeting people. Everyone's everything starts to intertwine. Yeah. Okay, make an observation. You can. If Jessica had just let um, Trisha's car get towed, it might have been better for Trish in the long run. Uh, yeah, it would have been safer in the impound than it was in the crater where the earthquake put it. <laughs> the hole. So we get yeah, that happens. Um, Misty meets Jess, and there's some sparks there because obviously those personalities are going to clash a bit. Yeah. Yeah, they're two very like rough personalities not easy to get along with no. under the best of circumstances yeah because jess is still uh in that crime scene and misty shows up to investigate and jess is not cooperating very much and she you know see ya yeah i'm out um, yeah i mean we get we get some things in this episode that uh are kind of starting to move us towards the main plot of the series uh you know luke and or luke uh danny and colleen finding the bodies, the, the swordsman, yeah, the, poster, the, swords. the scroll of Kunlun. Um, uh, let's see what I got in my notes here. 
Because there's a lot of, there's, even though like everything's kind of, kind of starting to come together, there's, I don't want to say fluff, but there's a lot of filler in this episode. Um, I didn't take it that way, actually. I felt like this was all kind of setting up the plot in a good way. So It's, it's and, moving towards that, yeah. And it's informing everyone's character, too, because Jess, in this episode, is the investigator. She yeah. is in the archive rooms tracing company records, and she's doing the investigations. Yeah. Luke, man is, of the people, man of the streets, yeah. he's doing things his way. And still getting mis- mixed messages from Claire. I mean, not so yeah. much from Claire as we've seen her in these two episodes, but more from Claire as we got to as she was in Luke Cage season one. She, yeah, like he's trying to do the stuff on the down low and, and help out these kids and investigate stuff, but she kind of wants him to not get involved. But yeah, and then we have uh, Danny and Colleen tracking down the hand. Yeah, and Matt. Matt though, Matt's kind of in limbo. Yeah, in a personal limbo. So so let's get to what the the pure joy of this episode is. Oh, Luke Cage. Meets, I have Turk. Is that the pure joy? No. Oh no. Oh, it's not Turk. I'm surprised Luke didn't take Turk's head off when he saw him. But Turk does point Luke in the right direction. Of course he does. Turk's where the scum of the earth he is because he got pop killed and you still like him. Was um, it his fault? He's he's informed. It was his fault. He didn't know. Drew. True. He didn't know it was going to happen. Really? Yeah. He didn't know. He didn't know. You don't think he knew? No. He doesn't. Drew. He's not that smart. Drew. We know that. Drew. Yeah. He is that smart. No, he's not. He just has bad luck. He's not that smart. But uh, the the thing we've been talking about, the thing we've been waiting for since, you know, a lot of ways since Daredevil season one, uh, this is like a big checkbox on the list of things we're eager to see, Luke Cage meets Danny Rand. Not in the way I expected, though. No, but but in a classic comic style. Ah, uh, true. Heroes yes. meet, misunderstanding. The old misunderstanding. Heroes got to fight. This was kind of neat, too. Yes. Because Danny's throwing all his kung fu at him. And Luke's and just... Luke's, it's bouncing off of him. Like, yeah. whatever, dude. Luke, that was kind of fun. He's like, what are you made of? Luke, I mean, Luke is just tossing him around like he's nothing. Yeah, and I think that they also did a good job of showing that even though it's hard to hurt Luke, he's not necessarily the most skilled fighter. No, he doesn't have to be, though. Danny's like a scalpel. Luke is a wrecking ball. Yeah, what's like Superman. Superman's not necessarily a martial arts expert or anything. He's just yeah. invulnerable. He doesn't have to box you or, or technically be proficient. Yeah. He just has to hit you yep. once, and you're done. So Luke's kind of the same way. Like Luke's not gonna go technical with you, but if he does hit you, you're you're gonna you're gonna be down. Yeah. And Danny's oh. just doing throwing everything in the kitchen sink at him. Luke finally gets a hit on, knocks him down. Then Danny lights up the fist. He sure does. If I were Danny, that would be my de facto. That's my default position. Well, I think they've established that it takes a lot out of him. Yeah, take, it takes effort to get it going, and takes. A lot out of them. I mean, it's tough because I haven't read. I'm not as versed in Iron Fist as I am in other characters because, like, something like that. He kind of spams it in the comic, dude. He he's, he spams it, and that kind of it, it's his thing. It's his. It's thing. the thing he can do. It's his thing. But if you do it all the time in the series, then you lessen it. I know, but 
and then it becomes an instant out for any situation. Just do that. That's fair. I I get it. So yeah, but he does light it up. He does light up and takes Luke down in the face. In the face, and he knocks him clear into a wall. And yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Then ever then everyone flees. Everyone flees. Everyone scatters. Cops show up, and then they arrest the kid. They arrest the kid. Now, spoilers: the, kid- the, the the people that were cleaning up the dead bodies in the samurai sword shop or whatever it was. Uh. The cleaning crew was employed by the man in the white coat that Luke was looking for. Yes, the white hat. That's correct. Because of his fashion sense. Yeah, it's, it's, he, looks like, he looks like the guys on Preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically enough. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So Luke's investigating the kids who are working for the guy in the white hat. The guys, the cleaners, are cleaning up after the dead people that Danny is looking for. Yep. And then one gets busted... Everyone scatters. We Things out, are starting to come together. We find out it's the kid that Luke right, was right. trying to help. Yes. It's busted. Yes. And then we are in a uh, familiar scene for those fans of Luke Cage. Uh, police interrogation room. Misty has Jessica. Because um, earlier the guy, the architect, broke into her apartment, shot himself. And who else came in, Carl? Matt Murdock, no, no. attorney at law. Well, in Jess's apartment, though. Someone else came in there. Oh, Electra. Yeah, Electra. Hi, I'm Electra. Yeah. Showed up. And I'm, and she's got, like, spooky powers now, kind of. Yeah, she's all got the whole Batman here one minute, gone next. Kind of got that going. Yeah. Disappears on a flight of stairs. Yeah. Which gets, as Jess pursues her, she loses her, and then she gets busted by Misty. Yes. Put your hands up. It's, it's a pretty good Misty. <laughs> I laughed. It's pretty good. Very hard to that because it was the whole like, I got a gun right here. Put your hands up. That's just a great line. So yeah, they're in the interrogation room and Misty brings in Jessica's file, which is ample. Uh, two files. Yeah. Um, even Jess is somewhat impressed by it. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, and then Matt Murdock shows up. He is her Not said another word. And we have, I just think about the visuals in this. Again, we have the color palette for each series is represented when the character is on screen. Yeah. And we have a stark contrast in this scene because the lighting in the interrogation room as Jessica's in there has that purple hueish sureness to it. As soon as Matt opens up the door, he is standing against a stark red background. <laughs> With his red glasses. Yes. Yeah. So... And then we go to credits from there. Um, so, yeah. what'd you think of this episode? I liked it. Things are starting to shape up. Uh, the, the plot is thickening, as they say, but all the threads are starting to come together. Our heroes are rubbing up against each other, and things are coming to light. So, I'm down with that. I like it. It's uh, it's starting to things are starting to percolate, and I, that's a good thing. Let's, yes. get, let's get this ball rolling. Let's let's get some action happening. Um, Interesting thing I had noted that uh, Madame Gao is scared of Alexandra. So whoever yes. Alexandra is, she's scared. I don't think necessarily scared, but definitely subservient. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She seems to definitely bow down. Yeah. Def- and, 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 oh, we also neglected. Someone else shows up in this episode. Alexandra has Stick held captive. Ah, yes. Stick. See, I was so excited to get to the Luke Cage, Danny Rand. I yeah, feel you, I feel you. Stick is uh, stick is held captive, and 
Alexander alludes to a past relationship with Stick, not necessarily a romantic relationship, but that she they knows knew each other. Yeah, they go um, back a ways. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume that she's part of the hand, and he's part of the chase, and that's where we are. All right, let's see where that goes. We'll see what happens. All right, folks, thank you again for joining us. We very much appreciate it. As always, please help us out by uh, retweeting and uh, sharing our new episode posts. Uh, we appreciate it. If you'd like to reach out to us, ask us any questions to be read on air, send us any comments on the shows, any thoughts at all, you can do so at the following. You can tweet us at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. You look like you had something. Did you want to maybe float the idea out there for, for, for our little visual? Uh, well, well, we're working on something that uh, some of our more artistic just, listeners just may be on. able to um, uh, participate in the future. Uh, announcements forthcoming. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. We're, uh, we're looking to... Uh, we've been living in the house for over a year now. We're comfortable here. You know, but, um, you know, fresh coat of paint. Never killed anyone. Okay. So, yeah. All right. All righty. Folks. Giddy up. Thank you again for joining us. Court is adjourned.